Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy podcast. Let's not beat around the bush. I'm very stressed out. Today is not a good day for me. I wish I had this fucking podcast recorded already. I didn't have to record now because I have not stopped in four days since last Thursday. I've not had a minute's peace. The old saying, give my head rest. I need a fucking head to be rested. And today... On the drive up in the car, I thought for a split second, I should drive my car into the sea. That's the level of annoyance I am, I've been subjected to this last day. And to add fuel, the, the final piece, like the, the final piece of the jigsaw of, of what I felt was going to be my heart attack was in this piece of shit here. Text me saying, where are you? And I was like, am I ever late? If things are in order, if things are in order in my life, am I ever late? Am I ever late if things are in order? If things are in order, no. no. But see if I'm late, you know something's up. See if I'm really late, hey, better off not speaking to me. Better off just sit there, hit play on the camera, and just maybe pull your hood up over your face and over your entire body, making yourself into like some sort of cotton condom or a sheath. That's what they were called back in the olden days when people genuinely wore like bits of cotton over their cock instead of, of rubber johnnies because they didn't know what they were. Back in the day for contraception, so I was just so, so pissed off. And, um, you know, I want to say I think that's mostly to do to be contributed to my family on this occasion. Today it was my sister's 30th birthday, so obviously wanted to go around, see her, do a bit of celebration. Now, a lot of people would be like, why aren't you at your here? This is my job. I'm not out working, doing this podcast for you and for this guy who pretends he doesn't like doing it and doesn't want to do it, but secretly loves it because he's actually just watching football there. So he's, he pretends he hates it, but he loves it. So I went to work. Had, obviously through COVID, you do a lot of homework, and which is, which is you know, you become used to that. So whenever you're told, right, you need to go back into the office to do day job stuff, which to be fair, I don't really like it anyway. I had to do that on Friday, all day, in the office from 9 to 5, and I came home tired doing family stuff, bed. Saturday, my wife was just like, here, do you mind if I go out? for a few drinks with my friends and listen I am very much a man of the people I am a I like to think I'm the greatest man that ever lived with 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 I mean compassion empathy modesty um I like to think I am the greatest the greatest man that's ever lived so of course I said yes no problem go on out enjoy yourself and I said well, what's what's the plan she's like listen we're going out at one o'clock you know I'll probably be done by about eight can you come and get me I went, no problem. I can manage two young children and a dog, a puppy, by myself. Not a problem. Come here at a clock. She's like, hey, we're still having a great time here. I went, listen, enjoy. Let me know when you need a lift. I'll get my mum to come around. She can look after the girls. When I'll come and get you, it'll be all good. 12 o'clock, can you come and get me? And by this point, I'm like five hours already later than I normally go to bed and I'm like <sighs> went and got her again the peaceful dad the man with just listen with Ben Ben you're a man of, of faith would you say yeah mm-hmm. you're a man and you often say I'm, you, you, I call myself the greatest man that ever lived and you always refer to me as the man with peace in his heart mm-hmm. and that's what I am the man with peace in my heart so I went with peace in my heart to collect my wife at midnight already five hours too late for my normal bedtime and that was fine. The next morning, I thought, you know what? The previous week, I had a few drinks. I had to go up and do the night feed. 
you know, obviously whilst intoxicated. I need to say incapacitated. That would be next level blitzed, just completely unconscious somehow to feed the baby. So I thought, you know what? I'm sure she'll want to feed. No, I fed the baby during the night. Then when the baby got up in the morning, my wife was uh, really hungover, so she couldn't look after the, the child then. So I was like, listen, it's okay. I'll go out, take the baby a drive, let her go to sleep. I'll come back, sort everything else out. So then I come back. The, the dog's in his crate. I'm like, oh no, something's up. Go upstairs, my wife sleeping in my, in my, my toddler's bed while my toddler's just sitting with a, a tablet watching Peppa Pig. And I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Now people are probably going to go phone social services. I was only out for a short drive, all right? So don't worry too much. And by the way, my three-year-old's very advanced. You know, she already looks after herself. Don't worry about it. So it was fine. Then as the day progressed, my wife was just so hungover, she couldn't really do anything. So then what went in from one day of just being a single parent guy, comes to two days of being a single parent guy, having previously been working all day, having been off in a pandemic, basically homeworking, that was stressful. Then to make matters worse, I fell asleep on Sunday night. There was no line of duty to watch. I woke up Monday morning. I've been put on double duty. Had to go and work all day in the office on Monday. Not happy. So after that, I was like, right, okay, I'm, I'm cutting my time a bit fine here. Then I had to go to my sister's for a birthday, which is fine. I was looking forward to that. I went there. I ate too much barbecue meat. I'm really full. I've got indigestion now. I didn't get to have any drinks. Um, I was just struggling. So I was like, okay, I couldn't stay there. I had to go get the girls in bed before coming to this podcast. So I brought the, the girls back. I had to leave my great auntie off at her house first, which, by the way, respect, 90 years old, in a house, not a fold, against my will, if I had any wishes gone but um we get home i'm putting the baby to bed i'm putting her bath she won't stop screaming because it's already later in her normal bedtime overtired not being sweet holly my three-year-old's just kicking off because i wasn't gonna th- I, normally before bed we do like tumbling so like me and her would do like forward rolls and like athleticism and star jumps and things but tonight she had eaten also too much barbecue i'm just vomited so i was like i can't be throwing you about tonight because you know you're both again that set her off into a rage she was screaming the baby was screaming then the dog was just fed up he just started barking everything's going mad in house and for some reason my natural body reaction is just hey dave start sweating profusely your face goes blotchy you start sweating i'm like oh my god i'm looking at my watch going to record this damn podcast then my wife's like can you do me a favor dave and i'm like oh can i do you a favor like i haven't been doing you a favor for the last four days she went can you walk the dog and i went yes i'll walk the dog I was getting to the point, you know, do you ever get so psycho, Ben, that you don't actually get angry? You don't crawl, you just go, yes, I'll do it. And then if one thing happens, it's literally at that point, you know, when you play Buckaroo, where you just put the one last thing on and Buckaroo just fucking throws it all in your face. That's what it was like. Went in to put the dog, for some reason, wouldn't let me put his harness on, which is biting, playing, flipping his paws. And I actually got to the point where I was in my mind a split second away from headbutting a dog. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever done that out of pure rage before, but both my hands were on his harness, trying not to hurt him. He was swinging around. I was like, I'm the only way to stop him is the headbutt him. But then I just thought, A, if I headbutted him, I would never forgive myself. B, if my wife had to come downstairs mid-headbutting the dog, I probably would have got divorced. And C... He probably would have caught my nose with a bite on the route, so probably ah, it's no nose or eyes. Really stressed out. That's fine. So eventually got him into his um, 
into his harness. I'm starting to calm down. I'm starting to come back. I feel like I'm feeling tightness in my chest. I'm like, I'm having a heart attack here. Maybe. I'm sweating. I put my coat on to walk him to the end of the street. That's all good. Just so he's tired before I come out here. Then, as I set foot out of my front door, I get a text from the snake rat saying, any chance? And I was like... So I did what I'm going to do. I just sat on my step for just a minute. I composed myself. I set the wee thing on my Fitbit app where it makes you breathe and you have to follow the wee arrow going. And then once I eventually got calm, I realised that a really stingy anus. And like, you're probably going to go, is that some sort of follow-on to like, you know, the stress? And I was like, no, I just remember what it was, was that when... I was putting Holly in the bath. I did a poo after eating far too much barbecue. And I actually think I tore my anus. And I mean, that was just maybe one thing too far. And like, you know, whenever you're 34 years of age and you have to use toilet roll, baby wipes and pseudocreme, there's a problem. So I had the pseudocreme in my bum and it's still stingy. So I'm sitting here, I'm a bit uncomfortable. I'm stressed out. I may be having a heart attack. I hate him. I hate my family. I hate my dog. I hate everybody. But yet... You know, whenever people are having mental breakdowns, <laughs> you're still expected to go to work and do your podcast. So guys, welcome to another episode of the Sly Guy podcast. And I mean, I think what what maybe we could just go ahead and call this episode, Ben, is just, I hate everything. You know, I think that's fair, because today I do, I hate, I'm like, I'm one of these guys who, I don't know if you, if you do this, Ben, like if you see somebody in the street, maybe just walking or doing something, you look at them and instantly you go, I hate that person. Like, I have no reason, I don't know them from Adam, I just hate them. And like on the way in, after that being that level of stress, normally I'd listen to the podcast or some music coming in to get myself in the mood. Today, I just listened to my heartbeat. I was in the car in pure silence. I just driving along, boom, 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 hoping nobody would text me or ring me. Thankfully, that didn't happen. It's all good, we're here. But yet, just as I was coming into Hollywood Crossroad, I just saw this guy who must have been 14, and he was wearing like a pair of shorts. He had shoe trainers on with the laces untied. He had his socks up really high. He was he had a hoodie on with a baseball cap, glasses, and he was skulking across the road. And in an instant, I thought, I should just run him down. <laughs> you, know, I just, you know, in my head, I was like, I just hate this guy. I should just run him down. That way, I wouldn't have to do the podcast. That way... You know, I probably could just have peace. I mean, I would, I would go to prison. I would assume if I just ran someone down and go to prison. I don't know the law on that. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it could be, you know, it could be fake news. It could, I, I don't know enough about the jurisdiction and laws. But I just think, you know, if you run someone down, you know, people just say you shouldn't do it. And I feel like I shouldn't do it. But... You know, I had that fantasy in my head and that's how you know you're getting old and getting bitter when you don't no longer fantasize about like having a threesome with jet and lightning from the gladiators. You start fantasizing about killing people and about, you know, strangling people and about, you know, throwing people out windows and, you know, basically just like, you know, going into people's houses at night and just killing them. You know, is that a problem? Do you have you ever do you have thoughts like that, Ben? Or and does that give you joy just imagining that or am, am I am I going to be psychoanalyzed and put in into like Muckamore here or what? Yeah, I mean I'm fucked off. I think it's fair to say, and I just think a lot of a lot like the week generally. This is the thing. I have a quite a nice week, but then the more I think about it, I'm like I had a nice weekend with my girls. It was nice. 
you know, as much as I'm jesting about being the sole parent, not jesting, it was nice to see that my wife had a good time out with her friends. You know, during the past, it's hard, you haven't been able to do that for so long, so it was nice for her to, you know, get away. Because for her to be on maternity leave and be stuck in the house every single day with my children, you know, I hate them, so I'm sure she probably does too. So it's just, I was glad to see... um her get out, and I thought that was nice. And the more I think about it, I was like, that was a nice time. I had a nice time with the kids. The dog was a good dog. I like him too, mostly. But then I started thinking, there were things intermittently injected into my week. There were just mug-offs to me. I got mugged off by my whole family over the weekend. I got mugged off by, I got mugged off by a guy in Starbucks, of all of all places. Now, people listening to this podcast are probably going, what the fuck are you just... Yeah. I go to Starbucks, baby, I'm a sellout. And you know what? I love selling out. I love Starbucks. It's great. I like other coffee places. Is there nicer coffee out there? Yes. But does ever does, does anywhere do the size, the volume of... No, they don't. Put it like this. If you go to like a wee artisan coffee place, you'll probably get a really tasty like fucking Cortado or flat white or something. It'll be that size. You know, you have to like drink it like you're in fucking lily pot or something. You go, well, that's very tasty, but it's gone. Whereas at Starbucks, you go, get me a fucking... What's the size? Grande. Is that the big one? Yeah, well, the, I, you always say the extra large, and you just reach out, and then you get this big fucking thing of black coffee, and just, ah! That's the only place you get it. So whenever I'm coming here, Starbucks stays open, unlike a lot of these namby-pamby places full of these fucking hipster nonces that are just trying to be like, hey, guy, you know, we're so flexible. We only open um, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and close at 2.30. Like, that's not flexible. It means you're a lazy shite. And, hey, by the way, work harder so you can afford full-length trousers, yeah? And see if you're going to wear a woolly hat. Pull it over your ears. You know what I mean? That's not a good style, looking like a gnome with fucking hats up here, wee circly glasses like your fucking John Lennon's fucking love child with wee rolled up trousers. No, wear a suit. Wear a fucking suit. Look smart, get your haircut, take your sideburns up, or else have a neat beard. And it's fucking looking like you work in a man's shed. Serving me my coffee out of a fucking sieve and a boot. No, I don't want it. I want it in a fucking cup. I want good service. And that's what I thought I was getting in Starbucks. But first... Ben, you, you're a Starbucker, aren't you? You would go and buck the stars and get yourself coffees and enjoy it from time to time, yes? I would from time to time, yes. But it's not your favourite, no? Um, Hipster fucker! That's what you are right there. I nearly said another word beginning with F that would have got me cancelled and I had to very quickly change and that shows where I'm at today. But, yeah, you wouldn't normally go for Starbucks. But the thing about Starbucks, Starbucks is like an old fuck buddy, isn't it, Ben? It's like an old fuck buddy that you mightn't necessarily love the most. You mightn't even like it at times, but it's always there for you to itch your, your to scratch your itch. That's what's there to do. Starbucks is my old fuck buddy, and it's always there for me. It's cheap. It's reliable. It leaves a bit of an aftertaste that maybe you're not wild on, you know. But listen, fills a hole, you know, fills a hole. So I went in there. One of the weirdest things they do in Starbucks that I think is they're like, it must just be an across-the-board thing. Whenever you're there and you order through the wee drive through they'll say to you, you know, do you want this, do you want that? And you go, yeah. Then they'll be like, hey, would you like... Like, so say you order, like, a, a, a cookie latte or something. They'll be like, would you like this supplement, though, with an actual cookie? And, I, and obviously when you're, like, hungry and fat, you'll go, hmm, yes. And then, they like, they just... It's like the, the, the five degrees or six degrees of Kevin Bacon, whatever it's called. They just add each thing on. So you like a cookie, yeah? 
If you like a cookie, maybe you'd like a chocolate chip, a bag of chocolate chips. And you're like, hey, I have a bag of chocolate chips. And they're like, hey, do you like a bag? Of, would you like a bag of chips? I'm like, mm, I would. Would you like a cod piece to go with that? And I'm like, mm, I actually would. So you end up with all this food. But after a while, they just say, yeah, you order your stuff. You get what you want. You say, look, I would like say, what I usually would get if I'm feeling a bit wild is a latte, which in Starbucks, very tame. You know, that's like if you're... Someone's like, oh, I'm such a pervert. You're like, oh, what sex positions do you like? And you're like, oh, I'm missionary. That's the same sort of level of that. You go in, you'll be like, listen, I have a latte. And then they'll be like, okay, I'll take the order. They'll tell you how much it is. Then they will go, okay, would you please make your way around to the window? Like you're going to do anything else. You know, there's no escape. You're stuck in the one-way traffic. There's nowhere you to go. Imagine you're just like, yeah, can I have a latte? And they're like, make your way around the window. No, I think I'll leave now. And you just fucking career through the fucking gates onto the main road. No. You do that, so that's fine. You order that. Then I went round, right? I ordered my drink. And then I said to the guy, I've noticed this a couple of times. Sorry, a couple of times that whenever you go to Starbucks, you order one drink. They put it in a in a, in a holder. Have you seen that? They put it in like a wee grey cardboard holder for two cups. And I'm like, why did I do this? For the last few times, I've ignored it. But this particular time, I was like, hey. I've got a cup holder in my car that, you know, is more stable than putting in a two-cup holder and setting it on a seat. You know, that's 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 just common sense. You know, take it, pop it in your car holder, no problem. Nope. I say to the guy I go to, mate, I don't need the holder, right? Thinking he'd go, no sweat, mate, there's your coffee. The guy hits me up with a line and bamboozled me. Like, you know when someone says something, Ben, that you're so startled, you, your brain can't actually compute what he means? Now, he didn't mean to say this, but this is what he said. I said, mate, I don't need that wee cardboard holder. And he just looked at me dead in the face. He was like, sorry, mate, that's my priority. And I was like, what? Said, yeah, and I went, do you mean policy? And he went, yes. So he just fucked that up. So for his head, he, what he wanted to say was in Starbucks, listen, this is Starbucks policy, we have to give you that. And in my head, probably that would have made sense, be like, COVID, you know, you're not touching, he's just passing it, it's our policy. But this young guy, like a 20-year-old dude, just looked me dead in the eye and went, it's my priority. <laughs> Which, priority, if, I, if I'm if i right in saying, is like, the meaning of priority is something that's, look it up, Ben, just to be sure, be sure, but isn't it something, priority, that's more important than anything else? Condition of being regarded or treated as more important than others. Yeah, more important than others. So his more important to, than anything else in his day. The most paramount thing in this young man's day is insisting that I take a cup holder. Listen, as much as long as the day as the day is long and the sun doth shine, it is my priority that you take a cup holder, Mr. Elliot. And that, and like he said, it was such, like he looked out the window and went, it's my priority. Like, do you ever see in the movie Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Have you ever seen that with Kevin Costner? One of the best action movies of all time. Gets slighted a lot because, hey, he's Robin Hood, but he speaks with an American accent. But it's Kevin Costner. He can do what he wants. But like, in that film, it's the only time where another person has meant something so much that you believed it. It was whenever Morgan Freeman, who plays a guy called Azim in it, which is, hey, very racist. He just he just looks directly at him and he's like, Christian, because the guy's Muslim, which is great. You couldn't do that anymore. You couldn't be like, hey, Muslim. He'd be like, hey, Christian. And he's like, I will. I will. Like, what happened in the movie? The guy, Robin Hood, saved Azim's life. He was like, about to be murdered. He saved him. And then he's like, I will return the favor. And he's like, I will fulfill my vow. 
which is not how Morgan Freeman speaks. It's more like, I will fulfill my vow, Christian. And um, he did that, and he looked at him, and in the movie, this witch went to kill Robin Hood with a big fucking spear. Mortiana, I think she's called, one of the scariest villains ever. By the way, female just shows you, females can be nasty as well. She's coming running with this big spear towards Robin Hood, and out of nowhere, Azim just comes fucking at him with this big sword, just <laughs> hits her, kills her then just as she's left on the ground dying he looks over to him and he's kind of like he could have just gone see ya but he goes I have fulfilled my vow Christian and he looked with such meaning and feeling in his heart the same way as this guy looked into my eyes and he went it's my priority Christian and I was like I'm actually atheist and then left I just thought what a weird little interaction this guy's priority so hopefully if, if this guy is listening I want you to know you fulfilled your priority I took a cup all's well but it was a mug off and it's also a mug off to the environment because it's probably part of a tree destroyed to give me that but hey at least your priority was fulfilled again mug off to me and again i just hate people and i just keep getting mugged off the mugs off ben the mug offs have not stopped this week you know who's screaming more than anyone else this week guess not my family jim wells <laughs> mm. jimmy actually hasn't done anything to me this week which is pretty good um, by the way, people are probably watching me like, Dave, you're drinking a lot of water today. I took coke before I got here as well to calm down. I'm fucking chomping my own face. Ah! No, I'm just very stressed out. I'm dehydrated. But yeah, not Jim Wells, who's screaming more than anyone else. Sony. Sony, the company. Because Sony have made me a conspiracy guy. I don't know if you know this, Ben, but... You know I'm not wild keen on conspiracies. I think they're stupid. I think idiots believe conspiracies. But I'm not a conspiracy guy when it comes to Sony. Because I have heard a little rumour. Now, you might have heard this rumour yourself. You like like the Apple products, don't you? I do. You, you've got a, an, an Apple Mac there. You've got you've an iPhone, don't you? Yeah. You have a few other Apple bits and bobs too. And have you heard the rumour at Apple that after maybe like a few years, iPhones just start to break? So you have to buy new iPhones. It's very sneaky, to be fair. It's a good business ploy, but it's sneaky. Like, the batteries start diminishing. Like, storage starts just disappearing. You know, they start taking your nudes off your iCloud and then selling them on the internet. I'm not even going to that. But they say that's what happens, and then that's a sneaky ploy. It's dirty and devious, but they say that's what they do. And the other night, I, you know, well, when was it? Must have been, must have been Wednesday or Thursday night. The last time I had any peace and serenity in my fucking useless existence, I was decided, you know what I'm going to do, Ben? I'm going to sit in my living room and for eight minutes. That's what I'm going to do for eight, eight measly minutes, four minutes a half of pro evolution. I just want one game, eight minutes to make myself feel whole again. <laughs> How miserable is my life? They just give me that little bit of joy, you know, to relax, to do something, you know, in life that doesn't involve actually having to think or any kind of like, you know, parental responsibility or anything else. You know what I mean, Ben? Sometimes it's just nice to just get that chill out. So I thought I'd play that. Then all of a sudden, I turn it on and my PlayStation starts making this noise like it's a fuck, like, like it's a military jet about to take off. It's like, you know, and I was like, what the hell? I'm in my in the living room and everyone's in bed being like, do not wake the dog. See if this fucking dog wakes up. So help me God, my life will be over. Then, as it's loading up, it starts going beep, 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 beep. Like, like someone's pressing the button to eject a disc, you know, out of it. Luckily enough, I downloaded Pro Evo, so it's not in the disc. See if that was a disc popping out. The disc would have been broken in half. I am... Um, 
have found in my life, like the thing that always makes me snap, like in terms of anger, is is PlayStation. Like that's, I remember there was a time I got it in my head, and like for a while I cleared it. I actually stopped playing FIFA because of this idea that there is a global conspiracy against me by EA Sports and PlayStation to screw me out of winning games. No, that was fine. I got over that. It came back again recently. I had to switch to Pro Evo, but now I believe that because Sony have a PS5 out, that whenever your PlayStation 4 connects to the internet, it it fucks up. It's like a bug to fuck up your PS4. So you'll be like, this no longer works. Let's get the PS5. And that's what I think Sony are at. Well, how would you feel about that? Do you believe I'm right here? Do you think I'm I'm sounding like a, a tinfoil hat guy? Hey. I have the worst in my PlayStation, so I can't support your theories. Yet. Yeah. Do you connect to the internet? I do connect to it. Regularly? Daily. See, on, on the PlayStation? Yeah. See, I don't, and I never do. I like to just play my Pro Evo like a simple man who got FIFA in the 1990s. That's all I want to do, just simple, play against the computer, but now they're mugging me. They've done this. I just think it is a total screw job. and whenever this happened before in FIFA, that, like, I was playing a certain way, when, winning games, when it mattered, I lost. And then once I remember, when I must have been about 24, 25, I was in my house just off of Lisburn Road, that's how I remember. It was an old, sturdy house with really firm walls, and I didn't realise how sturdy the walls were. And I got so angry, I threw my controller at full velocity against the wall, and it, it just imploded. The whole controller imploded. Unfortunately, now that like you know I have my family and stuff around, I can't really show that level of aggression and anger anymore and also my room in my house now my living room is, is like i no longer live with guys so the house isn't just plain there's like ornaments and stuff and like we breakable things and pictures on the wall so don't have a fucking target zone to just fuck my controller around anymore i have to just be calm so i've taken the breathing exercises to just go but the more i thought about it the more i thought about the terminator franchise the movie, by the way, repping Arnold Schwarzenegger today. Arnold is numero uno, by the way. We uh, we shout out to the uh, Pump and Iron film. But um, I started to think more and more about Terminator films, what Skynet is, this group that's like basically all the machines that are going to take over the world. And I thought this is the start of it. Self-checkouts in Tesco's, internet connecting, PlayStation 4s, we're all fucked. It's over. So there you go. The conspiracy man is here. I've been fucked by Sony. I've been fucked by Starbucks. I've been fucked by everybody. And then I just hate the look of people too. Kids. <laughs> just seeing young boys. Which is a good thing. You know, if like if you see young boys and you're like, mmm, I love them. That's weird. Whereas if you see young and you go, you fucking guys. But there's a problem. And for me now that I have two daughters, I think that these are going to be the type of guys these two girls are going to bring home, unless they're like, you know, asexual or lesbian, which I mean, I welcome anyway, you know, whatever that makes them happy, as long as it's not these, these fucking guys, and nowadays it's so hard to tell the difference, because you've seen, seen young boys these days, like sort of teenage boys, yeah. what what do they wear? Um, a lot of tight jogger bottoms, like yeah. baggy tops, yeah, stupid haircuts. like stupid haircuts, the North Face guy, like, like there's Sir Edmund Hillary, they're not. They're shredding prick. You know, they're not sweet guys. There's these little fuckboys that, that are merged. Like, see, in my day, you could tell the difference between a nice boy and, like, a full smick. You know what I mean? But you can't do that anymore. 
can't tell the difference because they're all wearing the same gear with the same haircuts. So you don't know whether these guys are like are sweet guys or they're like like just little fuckers. Like you just can you cannot tell anymore. That stresses me out. Like I used to remember whenever I was young, you could tell Smick they wore all, like all white Adidas tracksuit poppers. You know, not the trousers, like the drugs. They're just always on poppers. They're always smoking. Like you always tell Smick, they always smoked, and Smicks don't smoke like this. Smicks smoke like this. So they would take because they'd be picking butts out of bins. Oh yes, bar, fucking you. You know they would smoke like that rather than this. Whereas now all these guys are on vapes and they've no cigarettes anymore. You can't tell the difference. It's dangerous. You don't know who's safe. You don't know who's not. You know who's Catholic or Protestant either, which is even worse. Because <laughs> they don't wear fucking Celtic and Rangers tops anymore. They're North Face, you know. But maybe that's how you do the Northern Face if they're broad and just the North Face if they're Catholic. Um, but yeah, it's just fucking hard to tell the difference. And every single one in a North Face hoodie, like I see, like walking along the promenade at like Bally Home, I'm like, I could push you in the sea and not worry. And the only way to tell the difference, you know the way like if you go up to an animal and you're like in the wild, you can see what gender it is. Like if I look at its genitalia, like if it's like a like a crocodile, you know, they don't just have big waltz just hanging out. You have to like, tell, you have to look like under scales to be like, what's well, a male or a crocodile or, the, or a female. Only way to tell the difference between a smick and a good and a nice boy is their teeth. Smicks never have sweet teeth. Smicks teeth always look like they're milk teeth. They're always wee small teeth and they're always grey. Smicks always have wee small milk grey teeth. You'd be like, why if you're why have you why don't you why don't you have like adult teeth? Why and he's like, because I've been smoking from a seven bar and it's like my wee milk teeth haven't fallen out yet because <laughs> he's just wee fucking stumps. <laughs> wee grey stumps. Whereas the nice boys have proper teeth because their mum and dad their mummy and daddy's making meat apples. So that's the difference, and I'm just freaking out about it, and I just don't like them. And then I think those guys are going to turn into, you know, the guys who soup up their cars. That's another thing. Does anybody who listens to this podcast know why people soup up? Do you know, Ben, why people soup up their cars? What is the reason for doing that? Did you soup it up? No. No, I just don't get it. Like, why, this is what I think. See all the money people put into, like, putting, like, like, like tints on their windows or a spoiler and you know why it's called a spoiler because it fucking wrecks your car it looks fucking shit when you have a spoiler on so like why would they not just put all that money aside and maybe buy a better car you know and what is it about I saw this this story the other day that really caught me right and like I'm ignorant to this until I saw this but then I thought you know what that's something that's something that, that I and I'm all, all for and something I've thought about like why why do people want cars that make noise? You see that? Like, why would you want a car that, that makes, like, a you're about to start off? Why? Yeah, why would you want? What is that? And it is always, like, you turn over and you'll be like, oh, it's a Saxo, mate. Like, you turn around and expect, like, a big car and it's some piece of shit. Over, nah. And then, I don't know if this is still a thing, but do you remember there used to be a thing with Banger Cruise? Which like people just like here's what the lamest thing is. See if you do a car cruise, what you do, you go and sit in the car park with a load of other like a load of pedos. Because here's what happens: the guys that have cars, they're all like seventeen year old guys, and because people their own age are like these guys are fucking doheads, so where we can't hang out with them. All they bring like twelve year old girls to these things and think they're mad pedos, right? So like let's see, we saw this 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 story on Vice, which is this is the title. You'll like this Ben, because hey. I enjoyed it. We asked men who make their car engines really loud, why? <laughs> Just simply, why? Um, 
And turns out they get just as annoyed by the deafening engines as you do. Men who modify their car engines to make them as loud as possible are not, it has to be said, a well-liked demographic. No. Last year, the mayor of Toronto, John Tory, caused a stir by suggesting that these men are compensating for something. I mean, why did that cause a stir? You know, what I think people should be doing, if you, like, what he means is, like, they've got small dicks. Guys that do, boom, have small dicks. That's what this guy's saying. And, hey, I agree with him. And I think the best way to show people you don't have a small dick and you're into modifying cars, it's not have that noise, it's just get a big fuck off dildo welded to the front of your car, and just be driving around with a big dildo in your car, like a fucking rhinoceros, with a big rubber cock horn, that'd be brilliant, Um, when this was posted on Reddit, looking for men with loud engines to interview, one playful user replied, you should try micro penis, hey, yeah, clearly that's the implication of what people think, this specific type of car modification, making it louder by replacing the muffler or adding a sound amplifying exhaust tip, is commonly associated with a performative kind of masculinity, which many believe is rooted in some kind of insecurity. Hey, del- hey, I used to drive an Igo by Toyota. I looked like Bowser from Mario Kart, just scooting around in his Igo. And hey, I, I'm not compensating. I like I have a small dick too, but I mean, all I'm saying, I'm a big guy with a small dick, living his best life in a small car. Um... But Sam is a guy who modified a number of cars, including his current one, to make the engine louder. To a car enthusiast, the sound of the engine makes is a huge part of the driving experience and the joy of driving, he explains. It's a large factor in why I've bought many of my cars, such as my previous one, which is a V8 Audi S5. What a fucking nerd if you know all that shit. Hey, here's what you need to know. What make is the car? Mine's a Ford. What colour? Blue. What is your car? It's a Tucson. What colour is it? It's kind of goldy silver. Ben, what car do you drive? Cruise, Chevrolet Cruise. What colour? Silver. Just a silver Chevrolet. There you go. I mean, silver Chevrolet sounds like something a pimp would drive. And in many respects, hey, you know, call a spade a spade. <laughs> um, but the previous owner of Sam's car had modified the exhaust to make it louder, which he loved. He finds the noise particularly satisfying when driving through a tunnel. It's not just about the sound. You know, maybe it's not small dicks. Maybe it's these guys are perverts and just the noise gives them roots. You know, driving through like fucking driving driving through the underpass on the way to the Stena line, just fucking you know, jerking off. He's <laughs> fucking microcock guys. Like yeah, instead of the microcock guys, the wanker microcock guys, microcock. Just love it. Oh, I love making a noise in the open road. Any ads? The echo of the exhaust. The echo of the exhaust you get from buildings in town. I mean, this is a word that means I ejaculate to it. It's satisfying. I mean, at least now reading this story is making me feel much better. Because I always thought if my daughters end up bringing guys like this home, I'll hate them. But then you know they're not coming to the house to fuck because they've already came on the way here listening to the car. And besides, here, as soon as they get into the house, the boyfriends, I'll be like, here, listen, man, this is, there's only one man fucks in this house, and that's me. So if you're coming to this house, expecting there to be some fucking, bring Vaseline. <laughs> so yeah, basically, in a nutshell, this article just says, if you modify your car to make a noise, you're a fucking wanker. I mean, here's the thing. This sort of noise and, and drag racing is popular in the Fast and the Furious. You're not Fast and the Furious if you're driving a fucking 1998 Polo, you know, with, with like fucking tinted windows, pink. What's it called when you cover the car, like paste it? It's not, it's not like 
rap. Is it rap? I thought it was like, you know, like they're backing it. Like you're backing it, like you back a book. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe boys just get a brown paper around their car. Yeah, exactly. Christmas paper with a wee fucking bow on the roof. Pyong! With a gift card and all that. Fucking losers. Uh, one of the most common explanations is a sign of masculinity. You know what they should just do? Instead of having loud cars... Get like, you know, get like a wee screen. What are the wee screens called? Is it an LED screen? Like a wee LED. In fact, get a big LED screen on the roof of your car and just have a photo of your cock on it. There you go. Instead of making noise. In fact, what you could do is just have that wee noise. <laughs> the noise doesn't go. Pew, it just goes. Pew, and then just draws attention to the cock. It's like a wee. Just look at that. There's a mas- bit of masculinity for you. But you know what's better masculinity? Looking after your family. <laughs> Caring for your loved ones. That's a sign of masculinity. You know, maybe I should do that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I should go to like a, like a car cruise and just go around going like, I care for my family. <laughs> I just turn up in my wee room. I'm a fiesta with my baby seats being like, my car doesn't make it. If it's electric, it's very quiet. But here, I have two child seats in the back. That's a sign of real masculinity. <laughs> I let my wife drive because I'm secure on myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, we Starbucks. Cause, because that's my priority, not my Starbucks. <laughs> my children, they're my priority. And the guy's like, oh, there's a man over there. Must have. No, I don't even have a big dick. I have a micro penis, but I'm a real man. <laughs> and I love my family. <laughs> I have a small dick. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, if anything, <coughs> if anything is going to my gravestone, <laughs> Dave Elliott, say what you like about him, he's got a small dick. <laughs> In fact, just leave it at that. <laughs> say what you like about him, he's got a small dick. <laughs> Daddy, husband, grandfather. <laughs> Hey, Dave Elliott, 1986 to 2021. Genuine man with a small dick. Husband, father, grandfather. Pew. Oh, that's made me laugh a lot. I'm definitely, next time I see Bangor Cruise taking place, I'm turning up. With my car. In fact, fuck it, I'll go one step further. I'll bring the children with Ben. You ready to go overload? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm bringing my dog in his cage as well. <laughs> hey, I'm masculine. <laughs> ben, cut, I need him sick. <laughs> oh, sorry guys about that brief interlude. I am, um, <laughs> for the first time ever, I don't know whether this is a combination of um, eating too much of that barbecue, losing the run on myself, and maybe being a bit too warm in the studio, but I was a little bit sick in my mouth and I had to leave and drink some more water because I lost the run on myself. But you know what? I lost the run on myself, but in that last segment, I found myself because I just think anyone sees me about Banker, about Belfast, that gig, should be like, you know, he does a gig and people afterwards would be like, 
Did you did you like Dave's set? Well, yeah, it was all right, I guess, you know, but he mightn't be the funniest, but here, he's got small dick and he loves his family. You know, say what you like about the guy. Small dick, loves his family, R.I.P., dad, husband, grandfather, small dick. There we go. Wow. So, yeah, guys, please get in touch if, you, if you're into the, if you know when there's a car cruise that I can show up to and just show people, you know, my masculinity and the different. This is what it's all about. You need to take the toxic out of masculinity. You need to, you need, it's, it's, it's okay to be a guy. You know, you don't have to be toxic. You don't need your car to, pyong. you just need to love your family and embrace your small cock. Wow. Wow, Ben. That, um, you know, on a, on another day, I would have said here, that's enough. That's enough. I don't know what else I can say. But I'll just quickly rattle through everything here. <clears throat> Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast, and you've enjoyed that last segment or the last whatever, please rate and review the podcast. As You know, we are reliant on reviews to climb up the iTunes charts. Ben, we feel it's a good podcast, don't we? We feel it's a great time. I think this episode, is this that might have been one of my favourite ever segments on the podcast, but you know, rate and review it if you haven't already. I appreciate it. it. Helps the podcast. Helps us get like support sponsors up the up the tables of, of podcasts. And it's just it's just helpful. So please do that on Apple Podcasts if you can. And hey if you can't maybe sort out your life a little bit. We are also on Patreon. Um I said to my my patrons, who at the minute we have a good solid number, so you know we're looking to try and improve that. I, I, I sort of feel like on Patreon, I try to do my bonus podcast to be more of a an interactive question based one. Um, so I'm encouraging people to ask more questions over there. To do that, I explain more about what's going on. So I was able to say that um, <clears throat> we're going to be able to put a bit more time into Patreon and other ventures going forward. So. I'm going to take a bit of time and do, instead of another three episodes of the Serial Killing It, I'm going to do five good episodes without a time scale on it. So hopefully I'll get that done, you know, in the next number of weeks and they'll just be all out. They'll, they'll be all out. There'll be 15 episodes in the first series instead of 12. See how that goes. I've need to make a few changes, but we're doing that. So it's a whole other series over there. There's now 64 bonus podcasts over there. 64 extra additional podcasts plus other stuff so you can get over there for four pounds a month you can get access to everything all the podcasts sketches clips whatever polls not that i have any polls but you know if you want to contribute to the polls hey get over there um, and for two two pounds a month you just get access to all the podcasts so that's the extra podcast and anything else you want so check out patreon.com Slash Slag Eye Podcast and subscribe there. That is um, where we're at. Also, tickets to my Ulster Hall show. As you can see from last week, I've sold some more. Ben, get that up there. I don't know if this is in the way here, but you can see all the grey seats are sold. We've near we've about ten seats left in the middle section. If they go, that'll be sweet. Then the sides will disappear. The uh, whatever the the next level is will be opening soon and then they'll hopefully all go too and if we can sell it out, i don't have to talk about it anymore and you can just look forward to the show and enjoy it that's 17th of december ulster hall pillow talk my new hour stand-up which hey there may or may not be a segment about having a small dick and loving my family who knows i mean that was definitely a lot of fun and what's also a lot of fun is the slag out podcast sponsors 
who are, of course, as always, Bebe Adrianos. We are always delighted to connect with sponsors that we believe in, and we feel that the sponsors we have on the show are all reflective of things we enjoy. Bebe Adrianos is, in my opinion, the best burrito bar, not only in North Down, but in the whole country. I feel like there are bigger chains of um, burrito company that people always talk about and reference being, hey, drive 20 minutes from Belfast to the Gold Coast, go to Bangor, get yourself to the High Street, get yourself to Bebe Adriano's Mexicanos, which is a multi-award winning burrito bar in Bangor. You can get burritos, burrito bowls, fajitas, don't know the difference between them, but who cares? And if you're a physique guy like me, you can get salads as well. You can tailor your meal that's tasty and healthy if you want it to be, or if you want to be a dirty bastard like him, the snake rat, you can just f- fucking put loads of cheese and beef and oh, get it into you. You can choose from any fillings such as vegetarian, chili con carne, chicken, beef, pulled pork, tomato, sweet corn, salsa, verde, or habanero salsas as well. And they have delicious range of box meals like that one over there in the corner. And the trademark meal of Bebe Adriano's is the Dirt Box, which is actually what Ben refers to as Bum Bum as, but we'll not even go there. The Dirt Box in Bebe Adriano's is half chips, half rice, chicken, chili con carne, beef, pulled pork, peppers, onions, tomato salsa, sweet corn salsa, and a cheese with a sauce of your choice. And of course, the podcast's favourite is the Dirty Cock and Cow Box, which is marinated steak, Mexican chicken, fries, sweet potato fries, peppers, onions, tomato, Corn salsa, lettuce with a choice of your sauce. And hey, Ben, what's our favorite sauce? That's right, smoked paprika. And um, for 10% off your first order, download the Bebe Adriano's app or call 0289147998. That's 0289147998. And say, hey, Davy sent you. And say what you want about Davy. Loves his family. The Sly Guy podcast is also brought to you in association with the <laughs> removal of pubic hair. I nearly compared Manscaped's war on pubic hair removal with a completely disgusting genocide from history, but it didn't. And that's because I'm under contract with these guys till at least June. And then after that, who knows? Um, but Manscaped is the best male below-the-belt grooming company in the world Ben you, you've used your razor isn't that right you used to be known around Bangor I was known as the guy with the small dick but loves his family and around Bangor you were known as the bush guy and like other people are like why is he called the bush guy is he from Australia and he's like nah he just you can't actually see anything legs genitals stomach just this bush the like a real bush that he had and he's like I'll never shave this bush I've been growing it from I was four and I said hey Ben this is going to be a new sponsor in this podcast and they'll help you get rid of the bush. And he went, how much are they going to pay? And I was like, you know, probably like seven quid a week or something on it. It's all calculated. And he went, here, give me the shears. And the shears are, of course, the Lawnmower 3.0. Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed. It actually is, you know, aesthetically very pleasing. It's light to touch. It, it holds well. Um, it's actually like good grip. So if you're wet, you can hold it. I mean... I know some people may get wet just looking at how phallic the shape is, but I mean, also if it is waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. And if you if you are getting too excited and you can't see, there's a wee LED light to direct you towards the penis or wherever else. You, I, I wouldn't recommend shaving certain parts of your penis, such as you know the tip 
where there is no hair, you know, that would be quite, you know, conducive to injury, I'm sure, even with such a great tool. But what I'm saying is, shave your pubic hair, your testicles around the shaft, maybe a bit of your legs. I shave my back and arms, and I don't give a fuck. You know, it's, it's I'm a man, I manscaped myself, you know, and, and I enjoy it. Um, and if you're looking to get some of this gear, you can get the Lawnmower 3.0, you get some crop preserver, which is a nice ball deodorant, which I like to use to make my wee William Ball smell nice during the day. Like sometimes after a long day, I'll come home and I'll need to pee and I'll be like, oh no, that stinks. Whereas now, I pull out my penis and I'm like, I wish I was more flexible so my nose could get closer to my genitals to sniff. You know, I wish I could be like, you know, a big truffle pig just going around my ball bag going, mm, what is that scent? And you know what it is, Ben? Manscaped. And if you think their scent is so good, you can also get Manscaped Refined Cologne, which is this. And let's be honest, smell nicer. Um, but it does smell quite nice. You know, it does smell nice. It doesn't smell as nice as the actual ball deodorant, which is sly, because, hey, guys, use that fragrance. But, I mean, in terms of smell, you know, I think you could, I think, you know, you could, you could attract a... A partner, you know, I'm not saying you could attract a female or a male or, a, I don't know, some sort of, you know, um, hermaphrodite kind of person. You could attract anyone. It's quite a nice smell. You know, it's not my favourite Manscaped smell because I, I prefer the, the smell I put my balls. But, hey, they're trying. You know, trying to expand the range. And one thing I can say for sure with hand and heart is you can shave your pubes with this. And if you want to shave your pubes and you want to keep this podcast performing well with Manscaped, I got an email from them saying that we had a positive return of investment, which, hey, is business language, which I don't know what that means. But if you want to continue supporting this podcast, which is the Burnley of podcasts, Ben, isn't it? We don't have a big budget. We're not backed by big owners. We don't have loads of everyone backing us, but we should because it's the best podcast. I've got a small dick, but I love my family. And listen, if you want 20% off, get on manscaped.com forward slash slyguy. I nearly forgot the code. <laughs> I just go forward slash. It's not forward slash. Just go in, get what you want, and use the code all caps sly guy. That's all capital sly guy for twenty percent off and free shipping anywhere in the world. So you could be here in Northern Ireland if you want to have shaved pubes. If you're in Iceland, shave your pubes. Ben, name a country. Yugoslavia. I mean, those guys are Eastern Bloc. They maybe don't have pubes because of Chernobyl, so I mean, it's a bad choice. Like, But you know that, like people over there, they can't grow pubes because of Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Sly, but, you know, pick another country. Madagascar. Madagascar. You know what they don't have there? Pubes, because Manscaped will ship to Madagascar. So use code SLYGUY for 20% off. Manscaped, always use the right tools for the job. You like jobs, don't you, Ben? I do. Nice. You know what your favourite job is? No, relaxing. And you know what helps you relax? A cold, refreshing guzzle of Modest Beer. Modest Beer is the independent brewery crafting small batch beers right here in Hollywood, County Down. My original hometown until I relocated to Bangor and prefer it, but that doesn't matter where it's brewed. It's good quality beers with one clear goal in mind to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. They're not here to revolutionise the craft beer movement, no. Just improve it with a brand... It's joyous, responsible, honest, and of course, modest. If you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Modest Beer, or visit www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. If you try a Modest Beer and you like it, fire it on Instagram stories, tag Modest, tag me. Let's see what's going on. Ben, how long do you make it that I've been talking for? About 15 minutes. 
Too long. Um, Mark Graham says, um, if you asked Arlene Foster, do you love your McDonald's, mate? What do you think she would say? Um, I think at the minute, Mc Arlene would probably take anything because I think she feels very betrayed. But DUP, she's been outed from the party. Like, she's been sent out of the party because she's a revolutionary. She's a forward thinker. Which is, I mean, it's the first time it's been said about Arlene Foster, but she is. Um, and I think, you know, maybe at the minute she would take a McFlurry. But I don't think she's normally a McDonald's kind of girl. I think she likes mince, gravy, carrots and potatoes. I think that's what she loves. I think Arlene Foster eats some sort of potato, some sort of carrot and some sort of gravied beef every day for her dinner. Come hell or high water. And I think she is definitely a meat and two veg kind of gal. Nicola Crichton has sent me a story. Um, oh no, I don't. I, I don't like the look of the story, Nicola, already from the title. Um, the story is the headline is oh no, it's on BBC. Malayan woman gives birth to nine babies. Wow, that is impressive. A twenty-five-year-old woman has given birth to nine babies. Two more than doctors have detected during scans. Hey, oh, shit, a doctor are you? There's seven in there. Are you sure? Yes. Um, Miss Cissé gave birth to the, the non-uplets in Morocco. Well, nice. Mali's government flew her there for specialist care. I'm very happy, her husband told her. Lies. See you, the husband. I'm very happy. The husband's probably going, seven. Oh, no. And then another one pops out and calls up Alex. And then another one goes, for fuck. He's probably like, listen, we need to make her vagina like the Irish border. <laughs> Close it. <laughs> no more's cross it. You shall not cross. Um, but the two sets of non-uplets have previously. Oh wow! Two sets of non-uplets have previously been recorded. One born to a woman in Australia, and the other born to a woman in Malaysia. But none of the babies survived more than a few days. Oh, that's sad. World record holder Nadia Suleiman's octuplets have grown up and are now twelve years old. She conceived through in vitro fertilization (IVF). Science. Um, I mean. What's great, Mali's health minister sounds like something that a baby would ask you for, like a toddler would ask you for if you were drinking orange soda. And the name of the Mali health minister is Fantasepe. <laughs> Fantasepe, Mali's health minister, congratulated the medical teams in Mali and Morocco for the happy outcome. Professor Yusuf Alawai, the medical director, of, stop giving me these names, um has said that it's extremely rare and the team of 10 doctors and 25 paramedics assisted in delivery of the babies. Whoa, hopefully all the babies are all right. Um, yeah, they all look to be living, which is pretty nice. I'm glad to see that. Um, and hopefully, yeah, this is more interesting, the science of it. Um, what causes multiple pregnancy? And you know what I think it is, Ben? I'm not even going to read what causes multiple pregnancy. I'm going to say what causes multiple pregnancy is... It <laughs> could be big, big loads, but you know what big loads can come from? Small dicks and love your family. So, hey, listen, big shout out to um, the father, um, which is just to her, which is just Cissé's husband, Mr. Cissé, um, Mr. Load, by the way, he's probably just known as. Um, but Nicholas said, how would Papa Bear cope with nine newborns? I imagine one is hard enough, never mind nine. Well, what I think I would do with nine newborns, I mean, probably is fake my own death <laughs> or just not fake it you know just do it um that's probably what i would do jordan robinson said fanger in 
which is a reference to Arsenal. Yeah, bring back Arsene Wenger. I'm not even going to start because I, I, I felt like I started this podcast in really bad form and I feel like it turned it around and I don't want to get back into bad form again. Um, Jim Core from the Core son Jack has sent a story saying thoughts on this weirdo cult MMA coach. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. See. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean... Diego Sanchez and Joshua Fabia training footage. I mean, <laughs> Ben, can you please put this up? <laughs> it's basically, oh, no, fuck. <laughs> it's just a guy hanging upside down with this guy smacking him in the face. This is very enjoyable. I mean, I mean, d- definitely put some of this footage on. I need to watch the start out again. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely irritating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the most unorthodox uh, methods of training that I've ever seen. But I enjoy it. I mean, it's a very funny, enjoyable um, video. Have you seen it? Yeah. What the, what's he doing? What did, what did you type to find it? No, it's annoying, like, it's like this, and he's hanging upside down, probably, ah, what are you doing, fuck off, you know, that sort of annoyance, like, do you ever do, like, that thing when you were younger, where, like, you would go, you go off to people, your mates, and you'd be like, can't get annoyed, not touching you, can't get annoyed, not touching you, it's kind of like that sort of thing, except, like, he's just gently prodding them, but, like, it'd be annoying, like, stop, fuck off, ah, wouldn't like that at all, um, last question, again, not very many questions this week, but it's probably for the best, the mood I'm in, um, is from Naomi Mitchell, and she said, I bet they were secretly buzzing about their find. Hey, Naomi, is it a story about sex toys? Hey, what I would say, see if I'm everyone who wants to be a millionaire, and I think I need to phone a friend, who knows about it, it's you. Um, let's see what this story would be. Um, wow. We've had a fun day, this podcast, Ben, haven't we? We've turned it around rightly. Um, oh, no. It's a video. I've just moved in this house and the owner left some stuff behind. We found clothes, which was cool until... Oh, no. It looks like inside all the clothes are deltos. <laughs> I mean, there's quite a lot of... Yeah, moving into a new... Um, moving into a new home can often leave you sorting through some weird and wonderful things that have been left behind. Whether it's... Uh, be worse for wear carpets or unwanted furniture. For one couple, their surprise gift from a previous owner in their new home was a little more X-rated. She discovered a whole bunch of clothes but was left totally grossed out when she came across a drawer full of sex toys. So, I mean, why they put it on TikTok? Found all these dildos, TikToks it out. Kristen seen rifling through the drawers before pulling out a mystery bag. Now, what I think is probably it's a spoof. And she's probably just tri- like had a load of sex toys and didn't want her husband to find them. Oh, what are these? And then he's probably been like, <laughs> oh, gross. Um, yeah, soap, water, and vinegar. Good to go, one person wrote. There you have it. So, guys, look, if you're looking to clean your sex toys, please use um, salt, water, and vinegar. And just before we go, one, one more time, I want to watch this. <laughs> just the guy's punching the guy in the face. Ben, please put that up there for a bit, will you? Pardon? Oh, no. Kicks him? That's sore in his jaw. 
Amén. <laughs> Here, hold on. Um, let me let me just give you a noise again. Hold on. Pew. <laughs> Pew. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, these cars make too much noise of small dicks, and they don't love their family. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'll be back next week. Cheers. I'm the slack guy.